This is the way. Welcome to episode 62 of Too Old for This Podcast, your safe space for grown-up talk about childish things. And tonight, we're going to talk about the not childish at all, chapter 13 of The Mandalorian. We're going to review it. There's so much here, there's so much lore. Jer has predictions, surprise, surprise. I should probably stop introducing you to get it going. So on nerd and up nerd, let's go. What up, brother? Brother. What up? My man. My friend, have I apologized to you already for insulting you in my... Brief meltdown. You, you, post post you chapter you thirteen. Didn't, you didn't on me. Facebook. You, you I felt like I did. No nah, man. I felt like I did. I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> if I had been, if I had already made that clear, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry to everybody on Facebook. Sorry to sorry to Ben. <laughs> sorry to everybody on Ben's page. You might have seen. Um, yeah, I got a little emotional. It's fine. I'm cool now. We're going to give you an emotion free intelligent analysis of this episode of the mandalorian chapter 13 the jedi because massively game-changing massively important for the canon of the entire star wars universe i'm talking about every trilogy i'm talking about every animated series Mm -hmm. especially now i'm talking about connections to wait for it the old republic Mm. Right there. I'm talking about connections to pre-Old Republic. I'm talking about connections to the first sequel novel that came out after Return of the Jedi, written by Timothy Zahn. Mm. In this episode. It's all in this episode. Um, It was massive, and I know you loved it. So, um, look, we didn't even do an intro segment tonight. We didn't catch up and say how you're doing, because there's so much to talk about tonight. (laughs) Just we gotta go. Jump we gotta right go. Into we gotta, it, man. Just we gotta move. We gotta move, it. Kev. There's a lot, but yeah. like as I was saying, I know you love this episode. So before we get into it at all, I want to get your top line reactions, please, if you will. Top line reactions? Yeah, like your general, your general reaction. So uh, are we talking about while I was watching it or after I watched it? Just your, uh, you know what? Uh, uh, the just, just, just give me like your 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 view from above, like the relevance, the importance, and spoiler alert, spoiler yeah. alert. We're gonna talk Huge. about everything in the show. Yeah. We're gonna play chunks of it for you, something we don't do usually. Yeah. But there's so much. Like w- this is not gonna be relying on Jared and Kev's memory. Well, there's, we got to get this shit correct. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what we're gonna do tonight. So Kev, yes, floor is yours. So um. 
initial first viewing, uh, I've watched this episode three times now. So uh, the initial first viewing, um, actually, I'm just going to do a little setup actually, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> before okay. I even do that. So uh, my buddy invited me over uh, Friday evening to watch the show. And he's like, you know, come over. We'll hang out. We'll get dinner. Uh, we ordered food from this like barbecue place, which was really good. Um, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What what barbecue place? Uh, I was called uh, the Boneyard Barbecue or something like that. It wasn't okay, the. Okay. Don't worry. It wasn't the uh, um, okay. the one. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was in Oakville. <laughs> my buddy, my buddy lives in Oakville, so. <laughs> okay. but yeah um inside toronto joke yeah for, that being said uh, s- uh support your small businesses folks yeah. oh for sure yeah yeah but anyways um so he he basically invited me over let's say i believe it was thursday right uh he's like hey come over on friday and you know watch the mandalorian with me and i'm like yeah okay that sounds good you know eat some barbecue and stuff and he's like he's like so are you like one of those people who uh can't wait and i was like you're 100 right <laughs> <laughs> he's like uh, really come on man just wait and i'm like uh i wouldn't hold my breath on it <laughs> yeah so needless to say friday morning as soon as i woke up <laughs> i watched it right? yeah and then of course when uh just before we we're starting i'm like hurry up man this is the the opening scene's amazing he's like really you watched it? <laughs> i'm like dude come on now you you know i watched it <laughs> Come on, that's like like he's a huge Raptors fan. That's like me saying, "Hey, buddy, don't watch the final game until I get there." <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. gonna happen. So, anyways, <clears throat> that being said, so uh, first initial reactions. Uh, as soon as this episode started, I was I was there, dude. I was I was very yeah. surprised how it started. Um, yeah. We're already in the spoilers, right? Like yeah. we're gonna talk oh, about yeah, the full, show. Full spoilers, yeah, full on, full on. We're gonna go through the show, but I was gonna yeah. say, like, they didn't waste any time. They jumped right into it. They showed they showed her right off the bat, basically, uh, within yep. like the first minute of the episode. Yep. Uh I was expecting her not to show up until like halfway. Not gonna lie. Like I yep. I, I, I was I totally agree. It was either halfway or at the end. <laughs> you know what I mean? I totally thought they were gonna pull one of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they jumped right into it, and dude, I was I was invested. As soon as soon as, as soon as I saw those uh, those white blades, man, I was invested. Um, I, I I absolutely like I said, I, I it really... was a glue to your screen moment for oh, sure. Like oh, it's absolutely. like your eyes need to absorb every detail right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's urgent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, ahead, I I loved how they pulled it off. Uh, I loved the look of the whole episode. Um, eventually we got into like it felt like like a like a samurai film like at yep. the, the i know i'm jumping ahead here but that last scene was like kill bill for me and i was yep. waiting for remember that scene in kill bill where the bride and um uh, i can't remember lucy Liu's uh, character's name right now but when they're when they're fighting in the snow in that in that like that like japanese style backyard um and you could hear the water like the bloop yeah and the thing fall i was waiting for that sound like while i was watching it i'm like this is the only thing missing yeah this scene was definitely missing a water feature Mm -hmm. you're right yeah so a fountain fountain. yeah like something like that but overall like i thought it was 
they uh, Dave Filoni pulled it off. Like I thought he did an amazing job. Um, I've seen so many people mention that he's ready to step into film. Like he's ready to direct the film and anything based on this episode, I would have to agree. I thought he did an amazing job. So yeah, that was my first initial reaction. I won't give a, obviously I won't give a grade until we're done, but yeah, that was my first initial reaction. So, and you, my friend. Um, I um I don't I, I, yeah I was I, I didn't want to do this before we before we actually reviewed the episode yeah. um okay but fine fine I mean anybody who's listening knows me already and already knows that I hate this episode mm-hmm. um I hate it so much that I don't expect to like this show anymore oh yeah um, okay yeah um I think it it might be ruined for me I when I said it jumped the shark I meant for me personally. You know, I know that a lot of people are going to love it because of what it has become. Yeah. And what it has become is my worst fear of the Disney era of Star Wars. Right. And, um, yeah, it's absolutely happening. And you're all celebrating. Uh, uh, congratulations. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, you shouldn't have your your fun. Um, but uh, I think the Disney era promised us something more mm-hmm. than just the live action version of what we already had for two decades when all we had was Dave Filoni's animation. Right. Uh, I think, I think all that time when I was like feeling like, fuck, like, like there's star Wars content. Sure. But it's not star Wars content that I enjoy because this, this is actually made for children and sold on children's TV stations. Mm-hmm. It's intentionally a children's show. And, and it's not because it's a children's show. I tried to watch it. I tried to watch it all the time. Yeah. And it was made for children, in my opinion. It didn't have what uh, I loved about Star Wars, which was a little bit of danger, a little bit of uh, uh, relationships that, I don't know, felt real. Um, I-, I felt like the writing was on a very childish level. And I... Um, you know you're right. Uh, they're going to hand Dave Filoni the keys to Star Wars, and then then that's that's all there is from yeah. now on is the Dave Filoni verse. And what I was expecting from the from the Disney era of Star Wars was a diverse stream of Star Wars tailored to different segments of the fandom. And this is all tailored to one segment of the fandom. And to me, it's like it's like Trump uh, playing just to his base, not trying to grow his audience. You're just saving the main audience. You're giving them fan service after fan service after fan service. And I, and you know what? I good, good for you. Um, I, I, as a fan, I always enjoy fan service myself. Every time they do an episode that reminds me of the original trilogy, I, I'm a happy guy. Mm -hmm. Now, now we've got an episode which shows me that the entire future of this entire thing is completely just, um, I'm sorry, it's a retreaded pl- Clone Wars plot. Um, and it's definitely Dave Filoni's story. And, uh, and, and, and now it's the Rebels too. So, and we'll get to that. But um, mm-hmm. I, I, didn't, I didn't want to be a big downer. Uh, there's a, like, as far as what, the relevance to Star Wars, like, there's so much here that's important that I am looking forward to discussing mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, getting into. So, uh, as I mentioned to you before we start recording, so these last, this last like week or so, um, I decided, so I've, I actually bought all the Clone Wars cartoons. 
I have them all. I bought them. Um, right. Because you didn't, you didn't really watch them. I didn't really watch them. So I just, I just, you know, I bought them because they're Star Wars properties and I collect all the Star Wars like movies and stuff. Yeah. Um, I even bought resistance. Uh, I've never even watched an episode, but I I bought it. So anyways, that being said, um, I decided this week, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to jump in and I'm going to start watching the Clone Wars cartoon. Mm -hmm. And, I'll be honest, like pretty much what you said uh, just now when you're like, you know, it's made for children, um, et cetera, et cetera. That's probably one of the main reasons why I kind of put it off because I tried to watch it. And I I, that's the feeling I got when I when I first started watching it. So I must have watched the first like two or three episodes, probably at least four times because I tried to start it. And then I just kind of lost interest because of what you said. Now that I'm like three seasons deep into that 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 show, I'm gonna have to disagree. It's okay. it's not, obviously I you. yeah. No, I know obviously I'm alone it's, on that it is, First of all, I know I'm alone on this. Yeah. No, obviously it is. It is catered towards kids. It was on the Cartoon Network, but I will say for a kids show, it is really violent. People die. People get tortured. like dude it's 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 a little bit more intense than i thought it was going to be and i was straight up expecting a fluffy yoda adventure like every episode you know what i mean like i thought it was going to be like something very fluffy but it actually took me by surprise that show actually is pretty pretty deep i want to say so um like i I said i'm yeah i'm like i said i'm three seasons in and i hear uh, what I've read is it just gets even better from season three up. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, no, that's 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 where I am with uh, with the Clone Wars right now. And I and I made it perfectly clear. I love Rebels um, from the first time I watched Rebels. I got into it and uh, I was actually hooked on Rebels and I watched the entire thing. But yeah, now I'm giving the whole uh, Clone Wars a chance. So good. Yeah. Good, good, good. <laughs> that's where that's where I'm at. <laughs> cool. And yeah, uh, I uh, anyway. I'm sorry. Um, and I, I get it. You're uh, you're not through the episode. You're trying to get to the beginning, so I can. Yeah, no worries. And I get it. You're not a fan of of like the cartoons, and they are bringing in lots of elements of the cartoon. I see that. And yeah. obviously that's they're, they're digging, huge... look, look, there's something to be said for using the existing lore, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's people out there who want that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, why, when... like, why wouldn't you use um, like characters that are already established? Um, I mean, I get that. But you got to also keep in mind that this is the, the show is based around a character that is brand new to the franchise. Like Din Jordan and is not in the Clone Wars. He's a sure, but he's but, he, but is he even a character? Like he's like the whole him, like he's he's like a, a blank slate that just introduces us to all these other elements. Like I, you know, we're we're, get, we're getting this Boba Fett spinoff show. We already know that, and here we are. We're getting introduced to Boba Fett this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are talking about how this is likely going to be an Ahsoka spinoff show, mm-hmm. and. Here we, you know, like this episode was Ahsoka's episode, and and you said it that you expected it to, to not it, it begin with Ahsoka, yeah. and you expected her to show up a court like halfway through yeah. three quarters. That was exactly what I expected because, as I as I said, and as many people have been saying, this season is 
directly following the plot of Empire Strikes Back. So here we are at the scene where Luke Skywalker goes to Dagobah. Uh, you know, I expected the I expected the Razor Crest to crash uh, in, in, in a swamp. <laughs> in swamp even. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, he did. He did say, "I'm going to start the landing cycle," which I don't believe he's ever said before in the show. When that's what Luke says when he's landing on Dagobah for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's not a swamp, but it's a foggy gray place. Mm-hmm. And um, like this, my first problem with this episode is this setting that like is, we never leave this foggy gray setting. And to me, that's not Star Wars. So to me, Star Wars, we we flip color palette as we flip scenes. And like we barely do that in this episode, like only when you go into mm-hmm. the magistrates mm-hmm. Uh, garden there does it ever get a little bit colorful uh but i felt like so claustrophobic in this episode i felt like i was standing in the center of their 360 degree television the entire time mm. and i and i blame dave filoni's inexperience as a live action director and i think you're absolutely wrong that he's ready to direct films but i know again that i'm in the absolute minority on that um but here we are at the beginning of this episode uh and um, we see this scene, which I think is directly out of a samurai movie, the the one that they always talk about that I forget the name of. The Seven Samurai? Probably. Um, or the other one. The one that's about a, sam- a lone samurai who attacks a town by himself. I don't remember. Um, but we get that scene with... Uh, a- I'm sorry, I, I don't even know. Uh, um, uh it's, it's the blind the blind samurai, the blind swordsman. I don't know if that rings a bell. Perhaps. Um, we get Ahsoka, and she's in this forest, and this forest to me looks exactly like the forest from um, Rise of Skywalker on Mustafar, where we get that opening scene of right. Kylo Ren yep. killing guys. Yeah. Yep. Um, so was there snow, if I remember correctly? Was, was there snow, or was remember. it ashes? I think it was ashes, yeah, burning ashes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe right. But the trees and the gray fog and the and the burnt ground, it, I don't know, it just felt like very, very similar. Um, mm-hmm. We get these creatures off in the distance, which are apparently new creatures. They're like giant uh, like squids with legs. Not squids, like slugs with legs almost. Yeah, they kind of remind me of those things that they ride um, on Naboo. Um, not Naboo, um, Tatooine. Um, with uh, Quill. Well, I can't remember what they're called right now. But oh, bigger yeah. versions. You know what I'm saying. But these are giant things that are eating yeah. giant trees. But they're always off in the distance. <clears throat> uh, again, these things made me see the 360 screen. Like, I don't know. Um, and it's like one thing, cut and paste, plop, plop, plop. I thought visually this was the, by far the worst episode uh, this season. There were no big, extravagant um like visual action scenes the way there have been in every other episode. So mm-hmm. I felt like we, we never went to that grand cinematic scale. Um, but um, we get this scene, which is, it, I, I, it's pretty cool. If, obviously if you're an Ahsoka fan, if you've been waiting for this moment, um, it's Ahsoka just murdering a bunch of guys in the dark fog, in the woods with her dual lightsabers. Uh, you know, it's cool to see somebody fighting with lightsabers. It always is. Uh, they're using this, uh, this sound quality and this visual quality that I think JJ brought uh, in The Force Awakens, and I think that it was carried throughout the sequel trilogy. 
that just the, the the lightsabers when they hit something, it just feels so hard um, and so powerful, mm-hmm. um, which is great. Like they really nail that aspect of it. Um, I, I feel like she moves too slow. I, I, I but I, I like I felt that way about most uh, lightsaber fights, except for Yoda, uh, <laughs> where I felt like he moved too fast. Right. Um, but I feel like uh, Yoda's power, where even though he's 900 years old and can't really barely walk, he can use the Force to move really fast in a lightsaber fight. I feel like every Jedi, like that would be kind of a, one of the most basic powers you could have as a Jedi, mm-hmm. is to move a little faster. And, and we saw in, even back to A Phantom Menace, we saw Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan doing Force jumps when they were infiltrating that ship in the beginning of the movie. So I, I I don't know. I just just seeing a Jedi moving slowly like like a normal person in a fight just bugs me. Like same way with Batman. Like until the Zack Snyder version of Batman, I just every time I saw Batman in a fight, it bugged me. Like because I thought Batman should move really fast, like Spider Man does. And I think like they they nail Spider Man, but they failed at Batman until Zack Snyder in fights. Only in fights. I'm talking about mm-hmm. great Batman movies, but I always I was always disappointed in the fights. Um. <laughs> That's how I felt about this Ahsoka scene. I, I felt like I know they said she's older, so she moves a little slower. But but she's but her race lives to be hundreds of years old. She's only in her forties, so she's really young for her race. And she defeated Darth Maul. Uh, we, we we just watched that in in season seven of the Clone Wars, and like that was a highly acrobatic. Spoiler scene. alert! Holy. <laughs> we already said that, but spoilers for <laughs> no for me. Seven. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so I just, sorry. I told you, I'm watching the show, man. <laughs> well, I said spoiler alert, man. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I we were you, talking I about you would have seen that by now. We're I talking about this episode, that. man, not that episode. <laughs> it's anyway, all good, it's all good. Anyway, this Ahsoka didn't feel so much like that Ahsoka to me. I think Rosario Dawson herself did a great job. Mm-hmm. I think she she nails even the cadence of the character's speech. Yeah. Um, which is admirable, like not trying to turn it into her own thing, not trying to Rosario it up. Yeah. Um, she, I think she, she really did a faithful job uh, playing the character. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard some people complain about um, the way her headpiece looks. Uh, mm-hmm. Melinda, my partner, she herself said it just looks like a plastic headpiece. Well, it's, um, it's funny because I, it, it didn't I, bother me. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I noticed people saying because there's like, I, I guess like on the cartoon, it's like smooth right and there's no like um creases in it wrinkles but there's like crinkles in 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 it on on the live action version and the way i look at it it, you got to compare it to twilix in the movies and the twilix they've had on this show already which they've had a couple so the way the way i kind of look at it is this is dave filoni's like fucking love child if there was something wrong with her aesthetics and the way she looked don't you think he would have did something about it? So clearly that was intentional is what I'm trying to get at. Like those creases were there for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, like this Uh, guy, you know what? Uh, I don't want to argue with you because I don't mind the way she looked, but I don't know about, I don't know about that reasoning. That's the way I look at it. Okay. Cause he, it's not like he didn't, I'm sure he was last say on the costume. Yes. 
And I think that <laughs> you know might have been, that might have been part of the problem, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah? Like maybe maybe that is what he wanted, but maybe what he wanted w- looks bad because he. My he's not my that only bad. gripe <laughs> with her costume was I thought that the um, I don't even know what to call them, like those tentacle things that she has on her head. Um, I thought they were going to be longer. That that was my only my my only little yeah. Yeah, um, I had that thought too. Mm-hmm. I figured they would have been longer because because um, they were longer like later on, right? I want and, them to do a little more digital work on them. I want them to move a little more. I want them to maybe maybe grow to a longer length when she relaxes it. Like maybe maybe they just maybe they just hang a little bit farther when she relaxes, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe the, like 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 a tail white, right? Right. Um. Maybe they'll do that in the future. Maybe. Hopefully, they'll at least do a little bit of work on the texture of it so it doesn't seem so rubbery same problem i had with the gamorian guard masks from the first episode of this season Mm -hmm. but you didn't have a problem with that i don't think anybody else did i think i'm the only one who ever has a problem with this show um but no they look fine to me that's me alone on my island as usual well i i'm as you know like i look for these things too and when i was watching that episode i i honestly i was looking to see if there was like like a spot between like like a mask and the suit. I didn't see anything like that at all, and I thought they looked fine. Right, so, no spot between. Yeah, no, I I, I look for things like things like that. Yeah. So, anyways, no, it's a it's a well designed headpiece. It's got like the big giant barrette between where the where the kind of horns meet the head, mm-hmm. and then it's got it's got like a shoulder. Like no, a I was talking about the Gamorrean guards. In uh, oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah. The Gamorrean guards had a hood. Mm-hmm. And a, and like a neck piece too that covered the the joint speed, mm-hmm. but my problem was when he when he slammed into the other Gamorian, his face kind of flattened a oh, little yeah. bit. Okay, then you uh, got something I didn't. That's all. Yeah, so, I was trying to I was trying to I was trying to catch a freeze frame of it, but uh, I couldn't. Anyway, um, so. Yeah. Uh, he lands. <laughs> so, so a great badass scene uh, where where she kills a bunch of these uh, guards for the city uh, in the woods, and then she comes to the gates of this city, and uh, we get uh, the actor Michael Bane, mm-hmm. uh, who from Aliens Two, Aliens fame. Yep, and Terminator um, One. He was uh, he was Reese. Right, right, right. Kyle Reese. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get uh, someone who looks like the boss of this city, who we later learn is Morgan Elsbeth, played by Diana Lee Inosanto, apparently a stunt performer. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yes. Another non-actor in a lead role mm-hmm. on this show. Great job. Good idea. Um, the whole... So they have a face-off and um, a moment of controversy here because she calls Ahsoka, Jedi, Ahsoka a Jedi. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Ahsoka is famous for not being a Jedi. It's, yeah. a, it's like the key to her entire backstory yeah. is that she walked away from the Order. Yeah. Um, but she never corrects anyone when they call her a Jedi. No. Uh, that she, does, she doesn't correct Mandalorian. She doesn't correct Morgan Elsbeth at the beginning of this episode when she calls her out as Jedi. Mm -hmm. Um, So some fans were pissed about that. Some fans were confused about that. I was confused about that. But then I thought, no, I know why they did that. They did that because they don't want to confuse new fans. Mm -hmm. They they just want to make it simple and plain. 
they don't want to add the wrinkle of complication of having to explain no she has all the jedi powers she looks like a jedi but she's not technically a jedi because she quit the order because you know we'll find all that all that out later probably in live action but when we're just introducing her to the live action audience for the first time mm-hmm. we're just going to call her jedi and keep it simple yeah i get i get it that's fine yeah. whatever um i i kind of assumed it was like <clears throat> um I'm sure she's sick of explaining to people that she's not a Jedi anymore. <laughs> so it's not like she's going to be like, yeah, yeah someone's going to call bother? her a Jedi and, then, and she's going to stop yeah. and be like, look, I actually quit the order. And <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. like that's the way I kind of looked at, at when they yeah. called her a Jedi. And it was probably her just like, fine, just call me a fucking Jedi. I'm sick of explaining why, where I'm at. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, right. Or, you know, they'll probably give her something like some explanation like, you know, I realized long ago that just because I'm no longer a member of the Jedi Order doesn't mean I'm not still faithful to the Jedi religion and still Mm -hmm. therefore deserve to be called a Jedi in my own right. Something like that. But um, it's not important to me anyway, Mm -hmm. regardless, Uh, even though even though there was just a big deal about how. She's not a Jedi. That's part of why she survived Order 66. And mm-hmm. It was a huge line. Whatever. Whatever. Doesn't matter. It's fine. Not a problem. Really, of all my problems with this episode, that's not a big one. There you go. But from there, we... Well, well, she gives them 24 hours to give in to her demands. Her demands is she wants to know something. We don't know what she wants to know, but she wants to know from this boss lady chick... And we're going to probably find out later because we cut to the Mandalorian and baby Yoda and they're about to land on this planet. We find out this is the planet that he was coming to. Obviously, this is the planet he was coming to because Ahsoka's there. But um, we get a little repeat of the joke with the control knob Mm -hmm. in the Razor Crest. Uh, The child uses the force to steal the control knob again. And uh, when they're leaving the ship... Mando has to scold him and take that control knob from him and tuck it in his belt. Uh, you know, not necessarily for an important plot point later. But um, uh, then we walk off into the city. No flying cradle again. Okay, whatever. It got destroyed. Uh, did it? Yeah, it got How? destroyed. Um, remember in, um, in the spider uh, scene? episode sorry, three when 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 it went into the water and that dragon thing ate it and then mm. Sabine's or Sabine um, fucking Bo-Katan no yeah Bo-Katan's henchman um, uh, what's her name uh, Sasha Banks when she jumped into it and brought it mm-hmm. back out it was all dented and she ripped one of the things off and took them out right. right so it was damaged you're right so, it was destroyed yeah and so he doesn't make him walk he carries him so mm-hmm. all credit all credit all credit then he gets to this city and, well, okay, first of all, I had a problem here. Um, remember my favorite part of two episodes ago when they went to that sea planet? Remember my favorite part of that episode was when they went to the spaceport, fell in the water, and then there was that giant crane there that pulled him out of the water. Yep. And I was like, oh, what a realistic Star Wars spaceport. Like, mm-hmm. what a, it feels like a real fleshed out place. Now we come to this city on this planet, which looks like it's probably the only city on this planet, maybe. And there's no spaceport at all. He he lands in the woods and then walks. 
even even the first planet navarro had a spaceport kind of it was like a big space parking lot on the ground but uh you know it didn't have the giant walker cranes or anything like that but Mm -hmm. it's still they made an effort to give us a spaceport um like what's up with parking in the woods except you think it looks cool or something i don't know bugged me but uh, because this didn't feel like a real place to me ever but when they're walking down the ramp um like look closely the space between the mandalorian's head and like his rifle which is slung on his back the digital warbling is on that is so bad you can clearly see he's standing in front of a giant television screen with the background projected on it and there's a shot just before that where feloni takes the camera in the center of the room and he just turns it like 180 degrees around the whole room and you feel the three you feel the screen to me i i feel the screen so much in this episode i just feel like his 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 visual direction for live action is not there he doesn't know what he's looking at yet he he's used to directing cartoons he's used to drawing pictures but he doesn't get this camera work with live action yet and like so many directors have done so much amazing work this season i have i have been so happy with the visual work this season i have said it is on a level far and above like like anything i thought it raised the game of television but but this episode it felt like i was back in in like episode four of last season it just it just felt like visually like it's complete amateur time i and yeah i need to ask (laughs) yeah do you have a 4k tv yeah okay so maybe that's where the line defers between you and I because when I watch this, I do not see any, any, any I do not notice the screen in the background. I swear, dude, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a dick, but I just, I, I do I, not I swear, see it. I saw where the floor met it. Like I, I, I don't see that. And maybe it is because I only have a circular nature of it when he pans around. Dude, no, I don't. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like I, when I, I watch I this watch show, it on, like I do have big TVs everywhere in my house. I don't no, know, I have a 55 but, inch TV in my, in my basement. And yeah. but it's not a 4K. It's a 1080. Like that's that's as high as the resolution goes. So maybe okay. it's because you're watching it on such a high definition television. Maybe this is why you're noticing all these things. Well, I'm watching it on like I'm just watching it on Disney Plus the way like most people are watching it. So I yeah, but I'm sure I'm sure it's a 4K stream. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it right? is. So maybe this is why you're noticing all these little imperfections, and I'm not sure. Sure, sure. Uh, and Kev, I'm not blaming you for not noticing, because like, because nobody else in the world is saying these things. Like, I haven't watched most people's reviews, but I know that everybody's happy about this episode. And then, mm-hmm. you know, no, I, I just like, mean I'm, in general, because this is the this is the second time that you've brought up the whole screen in the background, and now you noticed it. And yeah. even the first time when you brought it up, I I was thinking, dude, where are you looking? Because I don't see it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. I mean, I've been vocal about it, but uh, I yeah. don't see these imperfections. And I look for these things. Like, I look for screens. I look for, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, you know what? There are ashes falling on them in her fight scene in the beginning. I'm watching it now, mm-hmm. but they're not white like they were in Rise of Skywalker. They're black because everything's black. Right. But there's totally ashes falling on it the whole time. Or like, or like maybe there's supposed to be leaves, but there's no leaves on the trees. Like mm-hmm. I assume they're ashes. Anyway, um, <clears throat> moving forward, yes. shall we? 
Sorry. I just uh, had to... <laughs> that's okay. That's yeah. okay. That's what, that's what we're here for, brother. Um, so, uh, Mandalorian arrives at the town. He, he, he gets a, a similar scene where he walks up to the gates and he's looking up and Michael Bane's there and they're like deciding to let him in and, uh, they let him in and, uh, he walks into this town and I'm immediately mad because I immediately feel like it looks exactly like, uh, like every other town we've been to, except for like a couple of times when they made Moz Eisley look cool. I feel like it was back in Moss Pelgo territory. It was back um, in, I already said, Navarro. I felt like it's just the same goddamn set where it's four buildings on one street and it's supposed to represent a whole town. Mm-hmm. And 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 this time it's just gray and foggy and and there's guys with masks on and machine guns. So it's more, it's like militaristically locked down. But it's just, uh Ugh, I, I, this claustrophobic, this whole episode felt so claustrophobic to me. Like I'm locked in their sets this entire time. It, and like I, this the first time this season I felt it was visually this this much of a letdown. But um, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I'm just complaining instead of explaining. It's all good. Uh, it's all good. Anyway, Mandalorian walks in and he tries to uh, ask around. He's like looking for a Jedi. He doesn't know he's in a dangerous place somehow. It's kind of weird to me that he's not more like worried about this place when he arrives because it's obviously a much different place than any of the other places he's been. Mm-hmm. Um, and in regards to the militaristic lockdown nature of the whole thing, um, and uh, but he, so but he just starts to stop his strangers on the street asking, "Do you know where I can find a Jedi?" And then immediately after he talks to the the, the one the one character who actually is a character don't who lives us. in this world in fact don't, you know, talk, don't to talk to us i'm afraid don't talk to us because i'm afraid of the guys in the masks and then the guys <laughs> in the masks show up and they break up the conversation uh the magistrate wants to talk to you so then okay so we're immediately taken to talk to the boss of the town again making this town feel so tiny because at the end of these four houses is the boss's headquarters <laughs> um when he flies over the town, you see at least six rows of buildings, but in the but like in live action, you only see one row of four buildings in on each side of the row, and it's like ah, to me. But anyway, um, he goes and he meets the magistrate. Uh, this character who we already mentioned, uh, let me grab her name again because it's important. Morgan Elsbeth, played by. Diana Lee Inosanto, mm-hmm. a stunt woman, um, which is important for later on. Um, and uh, she says, you know, I want you to kill this Jedi. And he's like, oh, you know where a Jedi is? Where, uh, where can I find it? And she's like, uh, I want you to kill the Jedi and I'll give you this Beskar spear if you do. And it's like, here we are in the video game leveling up again. Season one, uh, episode one, he leveled up with a new pauldron. And then later on, he leveled up with uh, more weapons like uh, whistling birds. And then later on, he leveled up with I don't know what was the next thing. The jetpack. Sorry, mm-hmm. the jetpack. Uh, now he's going to level up with a pure Beskar spear. Thank you. Um, so, yes, I'll give you this Beskar spear if you go kill a Jedi. He's like, oh, you know where a Jedi is. And he, it, it's, a, it's, you know, it's clear in the scene. He doesn't agree to go kill the Jedi. He just asks where the Jedi is. And, um, you know, um, he gets what he's looking for from this conversation with Morgan Elsbeth. Um in her Japanese style garden in the middle of this apocalyptic wasteland world. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So then uh, <clears throat> uh, we immediately get uh, Mando leaving the town, and he's going off to find the Jedi, mm-hmm. who apparently they knew where she was. And they're like, okay, here, go find her. And he's like, okay, I'll go find her. <clears throat> so uh, we get a little conversation <laughs> between him and Michael Bain. I'm pretty sure they That's give her it. give him the uh, the coordinates, if I remember correctly, because doesn't he say yes, something? Yes, they give him coordinates. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> we get to that. Um, um, so he's talking to Michael Bain. He's leaving the building. They have this is a very slow moving episode, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, there's a lot of quiet scenes, a lot of drawn out, and it is kind of like classic, um, you know, maybe seventies uh, samurai film style or western style, even, mm-hmm. you know, to be slow and drawn out. There's a lot of scenes of just watching Mando walk uh, with no music, even or just one sound like a wee in the background um but there's a lot of sections of this episode where there's no music at all and uh i felt like that was a mistake i, I like i like i got really bored of of it sometimes <laughs> because of that but um we get this scene with michael bain and like visually here kev this is another thing i wanted i wanted to point out but the, like i think you can see it best right here is that like you see the difference between the set and the setting like when 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 Michael Bain and Mando are standing there outside of this gate having this conversation, they're supposed to be in this foggy or dust stormy. I'm not sure if it's fog or dust. This this foggy anyway environment, right? But then when you get a close up of Michael Bain's face when he's talking, it's just a clean, perfectly lit, perfectly made up face, like he's on like he's on a TV set. Mm-hmm. And it and it doesn't it doesn't merge, you know. Like I don't know if you if that read to you at all, but that like it just it never read as real to me in this way. Like this wall that they were talking on, it feels like a small set. It and and this it's supposed to be a big city, and I just I just felt confused visually. Like it it feels small, but it's supposed to be big. But I, but how big is it supposed to be? I guess. But they talk about like this. This Morgan Elsbeth character, she's plundering the planet, right? Like, not the city. She's plundering the planet, they talk about later. Um, so this must be a huge city if it's her headquarters. But it doesn't seem that way to me, visually. Anyway, I'm going to stop complaining now. <laughs> I'm going to move along again. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, good. Have I apologize enough yet? <laughs> I, think I, I think I need to apologize. You're, you're, cutting the, you're cutting out right now. I'm cutting out? There. Now I hear you. Sorry, I was saying, I think I need to apologize more. I don't think I've apologized enough yet. That's no, all good. Anyway. <clears throat> From here, um, the Mandalorian gets to just a spot in the middle of the woods. And he says, okay, these are the coordinates. And as he's standing there on the exact coordinates that the villain gave him for where to find the Jedi that she wants to kill. Um... Uh, then Ahsoka appears out of nowhere and attacks him with mm-hmm. her lightsabers. Um, and um, Mando defends himself, and we get an important thing for canon here. We see that Mando's armor definitely def- deflects lightsabers. Yeah. Uh, this Beskar metal definitely... It, it doesn't sometimes maybe deflect a lightsaber. It fully deflects a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And more than that... It doesn't seem to heat up at all, no matter how hard and how long you press a lightsaber against it. It doesn't seem to conduct heat at all. So it is the perfect metal for fighting against an enemy with a lightsaber 
this episode makes that ultimately clear mm -hmm. and we'll get to why later um but uh uh we, this is this brief fight scene between ahsoka and mando um and then we get mando uh you know yelling out after a few seconds ahsoka tano bo katan sent me i need to talk to you um and then the fight stops mm -hmm. and then we get we get uh, ahsoka's first line to mandalorian I hope it's about him, and she's of course addressing Baby Yoda. Mm -hmm. And then we get this scene where Ahsoka and Baby Yoda are having a conversation. And if you are if you're ready to do so, Kevin, I'd like to actually play this scene, um, and listen to it because it is very important. Because this not only changes affects the story of the show greatly. Um, I think it uh, it adds and changes a lot to the canon of the entire film trilogy. And we'll talk about that a little bit after we listen a little bit. All right, right. And maybe I'll yell at you to pause halfway through. I'm sorry if I, if I, if I get annoying doing that. No. But, uh, but let's give it a quick listen. Is he speaking? Do you understand him? In a way, Grogu and I can feel each other's thoughts. Grogu? Yes. Grogu! Hmm. Okay, let's pause here. That's his name. That's his can name. you guess, can you guess why I'm surprised that Baby Yoda's name is Grogu? Why, sorry, why you're surprised? Yes. Can you guess why? Uh, no, I cannot. What have we compared Baby Yoda to? What does the world out there, critical of Baby Yoda, compare Baby Yoda to more than anything else? You're not going to say a gremlin. Mogwai? I'm going to say Baby Groot. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm surprised they gave it a name that starts with G-R-O. I'm sorry. Mm. I, like, I... I'm like, we just saw you repeating the baby Groot scene in the last episode. Everybody called you out for it, and you're naming it Grogu. I, I'm not a big deal, but Grogu's fine. It sounds like a member of Yoda's race, sure. Mm -hmm. Maybe they should have called him Yogurt. <laughs> I hate please, yogurt. Please, please, I'm just plain Yogurt. <laughs> Uh, yes. Um, so, okay. The baby's name is Grogu. So we don't have to call him Baby Yoda anymore. We can call him Grogu now. I'm sure everybody's going to stop calling him Baby Yoda now. Oh, everyone's going to still call him Baby Yoda, dude. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, play the record. All right. Grogu. He was Maybe raised at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Many masters trained him over the years. Many masters. At the end of the Clone Wars, when the Empire rose to power, he was hidden. Who hid him? Someone took him from the temple. Who took him from the temple? Then his memory becomes dark. He seemed lost. 
alone. Palpatine. I've only known one other being like this. A wise Jedi master named Yoda. Listen to that music. It sounds mm-hmm. eerily familiar. Mm-hmm. Can he still wield the Force? You mean his powers? The Force is what gives him his powers. It is an energy field created by all living things. Fucking right it is. To wield it takes a great deal of training and discipline. I've seen him do things Unless you're I Ray. can't explain. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Ray. My task was to bring him to a Jedi. I'm not a Jedi. Oh, nope. The Jedi Order fell a long time ago. So did the Empire, yet it still hunts him. Oh, great line. He needs your yeah. help. Let him sleep. I'll test him in the morning. Okay, let's stop there. Um, I thought that was a little nod to uh, The Last Jedi there. I'll test him in the morning. Uh, it's the same thing that Luke says to Rey pretty much when he finally agrees to train her. Mm-hmm. As we'll start in the morning. Um Okay, so we got a lot there in that scene. Uh, we we get the history of Grogu, and we find out that his history is a lot more involved with the plot of this trilogy than we thought, and very involved with not only the uh, prequel movies, but the Clone Wars series. Um, Grogu is a child who was trained at the, uh, the Jedi... Uh, Academy on mm-hmm. Coruscant, uh, pre Clone Wars, and then uh, was taken from the Academy or, or from the the Temple uh, during the Clone Wars. Taken um, hidden, survived the sla- the slaughter of Anakin Skywalker. Why uh, was he rescued, ferried away by Palpatine? For future plans, or was it a sympathizer? Was it a friend who rescued him, and then he just ended up with a dark life on the run after that, constantly in danger, something like that? We don't know. Um, I think we're going to find out. I think all of this is going to be revealed. Mm-hmm. But uh, but but how? But wholly important. Okay, he's fifty years old. He was trained. Uh, by many Jedi Masters, so uh, definitely trained by Yoda. Um, so I, I'm gonna say, like, do you agree with me? Am I wrong about that? Like, that seems like a basic thing to me. Like, he if he's trained by Jedi, uh, many Masters at that place, how is it possible that he wasn't trained by Yoda at some point? Right. I, I think so. Anyway, he's probably. Um, well, I guess it adds up that he's the child of Yoda. Anyways, I don't know about that. I don't know about that at all, but um, timeline wise, it would def- make sense. definitely a connection, a direct connection to all of the Jedi masters from the prequel movies, um, a direct collection connection to the Clone Wars series 
Um, that's where Grogu comes from. Um, mm-hmm. And we're going to find it a lot more in the future, I'm sure. Um, uh, I don't know. Am I, am I missing anything here as far as details from this scene? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, so she's going to train him in the morning. Or she's going to test him in the morning. She does her test. And um, as many expected, um, she says she can't train him. And the reason being, uh, he has this connection to the Mandalorian, which reminds her of Anakin's connection to Padme. And mm-hmm. she feels like it's dangerous to train him, that his temptation for the dark side will be so strong because of his emotional connection to Din Djarin. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also and, does make the connection of him having too much fear as well, which is also another right. connection there's to fear. Anakin. There's fear in him. Right. That's true. Um, even though he proves he can still use the Force, she says she can't train him. Then Dijarin basically, uh, in desperation, tries to cut a deal with her. Um, where he says, look, I'll help you with your problem with the magistrate in that town who sent me to kill you. I didn't agree to kill you, but she offered me this pure Beskar spear to do it. And I'll help you with that if you train Grogu. And... Um, well, Ahsoka never says yes. She never agrees to it. Mm. Um, but they go off to attack the town together anyway. And um, Din Djarin has this line that I friggin... Like, I, I haven't been talking about how much I hate most of the dialogue in this episode. I, that scene wasn't so bad, the one that we just played. Mm-hmm. But, like, so many times the dialogue in this episode made me go, what? Like, uh, why? Okay. But, so, the, Din Djarin gets this line where he says, A Mandalorian and a Jedi? They'll never see us coming. And it just felt so fucking out of character for Din Djarin to say something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and when, when the Morgan, when the magistrate Morgan Elson's Morgan, whatever her name is, says to him, um, I want you to kill the Jedi. He says, killing a Jedi, that's a tall order. And, and, but he doesn't know anything about the Jedi yet. Like he just learned the Jedi existed and he just found out a little bit of information, like a tiny little bit of information. So like, I don't know. He just kind of acts like out of character a couple of times to me, like a bunch of times, but mm-hmm. not, not enough that I'm going to whatever. It doesn't matter what I think. I'm alone on my island. Anyway, <sighs> where were we, my friend? Um, a Mandalorian and a Jedi. They'll never see us coming. Right, they'll never see us coming. So um, then, the next scene we get is the big, um, the big attack scene, right? And we can expect that this will be the big, like you know, exciting part of this. You totally skipped this. a huge part, though. Oh fuck! Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, when uh, when he's trying to get him to to um, force wield the rock back, um, he right. drops it. and He's like, "Oh, he's stubborn." And right. then, uh, and then he tries to get uh, Grogu. Uh, that's going to take a that's still going to take a while to get used to. He's trying to get Grogu to Grogu. Uh, take the rock from his hand, but he uh, Grogu re, uh, refuses to do it because he thinks he's too stubborn to do it. And then he uh-huh. takes out the shiny uh, thing that we saw him put in his pocket. Earlier, right. the control, the control the knob, control knob, yeah, finally comes into play. Yeah. He goes like, "Yes, yes, Grogu wants this thing. I and know he'll use the force to to take this thing out of my hand and pass the test." And yes. he like snatches the shit out of it, <laughs> right? And but by but but in so doing so, he also proves to Ahsoka their bond yeah. because 
uh, without their bond, uh, that never would have happened. So their bond was actually integral to Grogu using the Force a little bit there, which, of course, reminds her of Anakin again. This is very important for after our review section. I'm getting to my, to my prediction section, mm-hmm. and I want to put a pin in this later. This is important for my predictions later. We 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 put a little um, exclamation point on um, Ahsoka refuses to train Grogu. The reason being, he has an emotional attachment to the Mandalorian who is like a father to him Mm -hmm. and that will be too much temptation to use his powers to go to the dark side. Um, So that is an important plot point of this show because many people who are predicting the future of the show predict, and many people who love these characters predict that nothing will ever separate Mando and baby Yoda Grogu, that, that, that their fate is to be together as father and son pretty much as a family mm-hmm. as they have become a family and no matter what the future of grogu is it's always going to be with din Djarin as father and son in this relationship right as long as they're both alive mm-hmm. um and i think that here we are laying a foundation for that and i'm going to talk about the future of that later because I think they they clearly predict the future of where this episode, where this show is going. Again, I know I say this every episode, but I know another another exact. I'm going to read to you from my brain how the exact dialogue is going to go in a very important future scene of Mandalorian. People are not going to believe until they see, but I'm going to predict it tonight. So from here, um, sorry, was there anything else I missed, Kev? And uh, that scene, no. I think we're good. Okay, so from here, we are going directly to the attack on the town. Am I right about that? Uh, yes. Let me just scan through a little bit to make sure I'm not skipping over anything else relevant to the conversation. Probably lots of things, because there were so many things in every conversation in this episode. Filoni really saved a bunch of big wow moments for Clone Wars fans for this episode. Sure, why not? Go ahead. Do your thing, brother. But um, this... Um, this attack scene where Mando and Ahsoka are attacking the town together. Ahsoka starts it off by herself, right? It's just, it's that lone samurai thing again, coming out of the fog, attacking the town. She cuts that giant bell in half. It's a very, very loud, very visual, very uh, impactful kind of thing. And otherwise very quiet. Like I said, this whole episode is very quiet and kind of slow. So anything that happens that's loud or, or a little bit fast kind of has a little more impact. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, this bell is a, is a Ralph McQuarrie design thing. Again, it's something I think that was from the original artwork for Tatooine from, uh, the original star Wars artwork. Uh-huh. Um, and they got incorporated into this episode. So that's a cool little, uh, star Wars, uh, trivia thing. Uh, they show you in this, in this attack scene, um, not only the cool moment where Ahsoka cuts that bell, uh, there's a moment where one of the guards, uh, gets scared and runs away from her and she lets him. She, she's not there to kill everybody. She's only killing the ones that are trying to kill her, because mm-hmm. she's because she's still a good guy. Um, uh, so, yeah, basically, uh, like Ahsoka, like seems like she could have done all this by herself, right? Like, there was oh. never really a time. There was never really a time when she seems like she got in trouble, right? Um, but. Uh, after she does fight and kill most of the guards by herself, um, 
the magistrate orders the prisoners executed because she has some of the city people held as prisoners in these electric cages that are shocking them and Mm -hmm. making you see their skeletons, making their skeletons visual. Like that's not like a fucking cartoon at all. Thanks. But, um, well, they did do that in the movie, uh, in the prequels. Nope. And, um, mind you, uh, it was added. I can't remember. No, it was, I think it was in the originals. When uh, Darth Vader picks up Palpatine, oh, you're right. And yeah, throws him. You're right. You're yeah, you see his skeleton right. through the. Thing. I'm faced. You're right. That's embarrassing for me. I'm faced Sorry. by that. You're right. Original Return of the Jedi. That's right. That that, that happened. My bad. No worries. Um. So it's one, it's one um, here. You know, Ahsoka gets her badass moment where she walks up and she throws the pauldron down of the Mandalorian. She says, "Your bounty hunter failed." So she makes the magistrate thinks think that. Din Djarin is dead. She orders her men to kill them, to kill Ahsoka. Ahsoka does a force jump. Um, you know, and again, I think she moves slow, but she moves. Okay. It's not awful. You know, Rosario's good. I, I, I have no, I have nothing bad to say about Rosario. Um, Michael Bain maybe wasted a little bit. Who knows? But, um, uh, finally, Mando becomes important because uh, the magistrate orders her guards to execute the prisoners, and then it looks like it's going to happen, and then out of nowhere, Mando comes and kills those guards, rescues the prisoners, and then the one guy who's a character who lives at the village <laughs> from earlier in the episode shows up and helps Mando free the prisoners um, while the uh, while the fight scene in the, in the streets goes on. Uh, you know, they, like don't this on, they don't lead on to it, but I feel like he has a big significant role in this town because at the end they put like this cloak on him. So yes. maybe he at was the like, end, it looks like he was the mayor or yeah, something. Like yeah. he was the Yeah. 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 It looks like that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um but they don't explain it. He doesn't get any lines really at all. Uh it's it's kind of just like hinted at and and, and assumed through I visuals, guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, we also get that cat thing that's yeah. from Clone Wars uh, running around in the streets of this scene. So Clone Wars fans are over the moon about that for sure. Um, you know, uh, Ahsoka does a lot of stealth moves, coming out of the shadows, assassinating with her lightsabers. Uh, we get these HK eighty seven droids, which are a connection directly back to the Old Republic, um, in which we had HK-47 assassin droids. So these are like an upgraded model of those, but still, for this time period, kind of an ancient kind of assassin droid. Uh, As usual, visually, the droids are the best part of the episode. I think this show needs more droids because this show does droids so well. Every time they have a droid in this show, I love it. Uh, And and I I can't... I I want more droids always on this show. Mm. Um, Pretty much the best. The we'll best get, visual part of this for me was the droids in combat. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely get more when the uh, Cassian Andor show comes out yeah. because K2SO yeah. is supposed to be in it as well, right? Yeah, God, I hope that show's still going to come out. I hope. Yeah. <sighs> really looking forward to that one. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so then we get uh, a double face-off kind of scene, and I'm sure this is another classic samurai trope, um, where we get Ahsoka facing off in a duel. Her lightsabers against the Magistrate, and her Beskar spear Mm -hmm. in a one-on-one showdown. And then we have outside the gates, uh, Mando stopping Michael Bane from getting in and them facing off 
and Which was Michael Bane like is a gunslinger thing to me. Um, yeah, it is a total gunslinger part. Mm-hmm. Except I, I think that Michael Bane is completely unearned in this episode. They don't do anything that ever makes him look dangerous. Like he never kills anybody. He, you know, he just kind of stands there and and has a couple of lines, and and then he has this face off with Mando, and it's like Mando could just pull his gun and shoot this fucker anytime. Like mm-hmm. like there was there was no threat from this character. There was no buildup that, that, that earned his deadly standoff scene to me. So it was kind of just really boring to me. Um, that part anyway, anyway, mm. and we get, and we get this fight scene, um, with the magistrate and Ahsoka Tano. And somehow the magistrate is some badass spear fighter who can fight a Jedi with double lightsabers who spoiler alert defeated Darth Maul in combat uh, somehow this magistrate lady is so badass in combat that she can fight a Sokotano. You know how? 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 <laughs> so, um, I looked her up on Wikipedia and she had nothing before this episode. No, but, uh, because of her master, her master is, uh, Admiral Grand Thawne Admiral. and Thawne. The big reveal from later on, you blew it anyway. <laughs> But it's it's relevant to this because um, if they're if he's if he's her master, she obviously trained underneath him, and he's big into I don't know what the name of the martial arts is, but he's a big martial arts guy. Uh, like right. I said, I don't know what the name of the thing, but I'm right. sure because of the connection. This is I'm just theorizing here. Obviously, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. no, I, I think didn't... that that that's that's a good that's a good point. Right. I I, I kind of missed out that point with, yeah, with okay. Thrawn and his martial arts. Um. So yeah, she's a student of Thrawn. Thrawn's her master. They make that mm-hmm. clear. Um. Yeah. Big. Uh, big. Big surprise later on. We find out Grand Admiral Thrawn. We're gonna talk about that later. Um. Do you want me to play the clip? We, or? Let, let's play a little. Let's play a little bit of sound from this fight. I just want to get the sound of the fight where we where we see again clearly illustrated this Beskar spear can fight a lightsaber Mm -hmm. easily it not only does it block the lightsaber it doesn't even get heated up by the lights you can hold it with your bare hands press it against a lightsaber have dialogue it doesn't heat up it's fine Mm -hmm. it's cool this is important this is important for later Uh, but if you but if you have that audio do you you need a time yeah I got stamp okay Okay, can we pause? Mm-hmm. I just want to say I forgot a funny line here. Uh, when Michael Bane and Mandalorian are outside, Michael Bane says to Mandalorian, "You know what, man? Maybe your side wins. Maybe my side wins. Who knows?" Yeah, they just killed everybody on his side. His side is all dead, <laughs> except for him and the magistrate. There is no my side wins. Like his side has already fucking. They're all dead. All of them, and he's he's just seen it. Yeah. There's only like there's only like twenty of them on this whole planet. The twenty of these twenty people ruled this whole planet, and and they just all got murdered. And he says, "Hey man, maybe my side wins. Maybe <laughs> like it's the fucking stupidest dialogue I've ever." Anyway, <laughs> fuck Dave Filoni. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> we're, we're listening to the audio of the Beskar spear 
fighting a lightsaber. Who do you think's gonna win? Here it is. Could be your side. Could be my side. What your side? The lightsaber sounds very Force Awakens-y, very J.J. I got no quarrel with you, Mandalorian. That's far enough. Or even very... Go on. Even very Last Jedi, the lightsaber duel. Mm. Um, it feels like very like visceral, very like... I don't know, something about the sound quality of it, something about the movement. Um... There's a heaviness to it all. There's a weight to it all. There's an mm-hmm. impact to it all. And this new sound of the Beskar. I think it's very important because I think what we're setting up here. Well, we'll talk about this later, but I want to remember this for later. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's move on. Uh, because, uh, you know, obviously uh, Ahsoka beats this chick, even though there's a couple moments in this fight where I'm like, what the hell? Like, like when she loses one of her lightsabers in the water and she doesn't immediately use the force to grab it back. Yeah, I thought like, that was a little off too, yeah. She instead does this weird move where she turns the lightsaber that she has left sideways and grunts or growls or something and walks forward, which some, which somehow is suddenly like that's, scarier that's, that's than her, ever, anything she did before. That's her fighting style though. Okay. Yeah, she did yeah. that on the show. Fine. The, I, don't uh, know how, I don't know how that helped. but That's her style. But she wins the fight anyway, (laughs) and they don't show her killing the magistrate. I'm sure she didn't kill her, Mm -hmm. Um, but she holds the lightsaber to her neck, and she's like, where's Grand Admiral Thrawn? And it's this huge moment because, oh, here we are. It's a character from from Rebels now, and it's actually Timothy Zahn's character from way back, Heir to the Empire, a book that I read as a kid. I think I was 12 when it came out. Maybe 10. I don't remember exactly mm-hmm. how old I was. But I remember being so excited. Oh my god. A sequel to Return of the Jedi. I'm going to find out what happened to Luke and Leia and Han. And I remember being a kid and thinking, oh my god, this book sucks. It's awful. This is garbage. I hated it. And I and I, I remember I bought the sequel. I have Dark Force Rising right in front of me. I use it to prop up my TV because I, my TV stand is broken and my TV isn't straight. I need to prop it up on one side. Mm-hmm. I use Dark Force Rising. I keep it there to remind me of my childhood pain. It's I, Timothy Zahn. Oh, my God. His only good contribution to our culture was his work on the role-playing game because he gave us a lot of cool technical stuff, which is uh, recently been a shit on by Rise of Skywalker, but mm. regardless, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Okay, this is huge for everything because you know we've kind of been waiting to find out who is the real leader of what's left of the Empire, who is the highest one up there. Because Moff Gideon, I I misspoke last episode when I said he had a star destroyer. That's not a star destroyer. That's like a light freighter or cruiser ship that he's got. So he's not really. 
going to be that important. He's important. Like he's the guy in this in this area of the outer rim, but he's not going to be the highest up. So who is Moff Gideon's boss? We finally we found out who it's going to be. The top boss, the most evil bad guy on this entire show, maybe of this entire time period of Star Wars, in all of Star Wars canon, the head of the Empire, we know now, is this character that I hate more than any other character in Star Wars history. No, maybe Marjade is worse, but this one is a close second then, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Grand Admiral Thrawn is a four-foot-tall, blue-skinned, humanoid character... So already goofy for for visuals, already not scary or intimidating in any way. He's human, but he's only four feet tall and his skin is blue. So he's just silly looking. Like he looks like an Oompa Loompa. I'm sorry. They didn't make him four feet tall in the Clone Wars. Well, he that's that's maybe that was his description back in in the in that book is yes, first he's appearance. Short. But uh, he's not that. And he's, he's that from this anymore. alien race called the Chiss Ascendancy. And what is a fucking ascendancy? It's a fucking word that Zahn made up. It's like, it's stupid. He's from this alien race, from the unknown regions, the part where nobody knows what there is. But now we know it's ruled by the Chiss Ascendancy, this this alien empire. And he's like the genius of it. And he was somehow... A double agent. He came to our part of space, joined the Empire, but was still loyal to the Chiss Ascendancy somehow. And there was some mysterious thing about how he was like still like using the Empire somehow to aid the Chiss Ascendancy, even though he was alone in the Empire and just rising through the ranks. And and he was supposed to be some sort of genius. And I just remember thinking they never wrote anything that made him seem genius ever, but they just kept saying he was genius over and over and over again. Um, anyway, my problems with Grand Admiral Thrawn go on forever. I think he's the worst character in Star Wars, and now I found out he's the main bad guy of this entire era of Star Wars canon. He's the he's officially here now as the main bad guy on this show. The head of the Empire is Grand Admiral Thrawn. And that means the way this show is going, Grand Admiral Thrawn is somehow responsible for starting the building of the first order or the final order, probably the final order uh, exists because of what Grand Admiral Thrawn is doing and what we're going to learn in this series. And I know a lot of you are super excited about that. And I know a lot of you are happy about that and have wanted that ever since Heir to the Empire came out or ever since you saw him on Rebels. Maybe that was your first experience with him. But um, you're going to get him now. You're, and if you're getting Grand Admiral Thrawn, you're getting everybody. So eventually we're going to get Ezra. That's where we're going, dude. Uh, you yeah, know, we'll we're going to get him. Ezra. Guaranteed we're getting Ezra eventually. And I'm going to talk about my big prediction later. I'm saving a massive prediction for later that I think is obvious, but I haven't heard anyone else say it yet. So we'll get there. Um, but, um, yeah, that's the big reveal. Grand Admiral Thrawn is who Ahsoka's looking for. We last saw her in Rebels. Didn't we see her looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn and Ezra with Sabine at the end of Rebels? That's how it ended, yes. Yeah. So she's still looking, and that means she's probably still looking for Ezra or, you know... Ezra's name is fucking going to come up very soon because yeah, this, this this plot is directly connected to that. So um, we're in full Rebels territory now. We're going to get it all. We're going to get that Cade bounty hunter character that everybody loves. What's his name? I don't even know. Cade the, the 
Yeah, Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Is that, is that his fucking name? The fucking Disney cartoon character? All yeah. you fucking kids. Yeah, we'll get him. Yeah, he's coming. Don't worry. Anyway. Um, don't don't get mad at him. Sorry. Right? I'm, sorry, I'm <laughs> drinking. Um, I need to now. I have no choice. Um, <laughs> this is what's happening to me. Um, I need to listen to some more air supply. So, Man, I need some air supply. According to Wikipedia, I had listening to look to air supply while you talk. <laughs> according to Wikipedia, I had to look it up. But uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn is actually 5.9. He's not four feet tall. <laughs> 5.9, 5 foot 9? Yeah, so he's almost six feet. Okay, what's that from? That's not what he was in Heir to the Empire. Swim, he was he was he was a little guy in Heir to the Empire. He wasn't a midget in in or sorry, a little person in uh in just, Rebels. You just used the M word. <laughs> I totally did. M word. But anyways, yes. <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't a little person <laughs> in in uh in Rebels. That's why I was like I'm sure, Really dude? Yes, I'm sure on the TV show he'll be full height yes. and he'll just be yeah. badass but he'll be blue. Which he, is un- he, which unfortunate because according to your description um Warwick Davis isn't going to get a job <laughs> on the Mandalorian this time around. If Warwick Davis played Grand Admiral Thrawn, I'd be in. <laughs> that would be great. Right? <laughs> but it's going to be the guy who played the voice on the show because he's he's a pretty good actor. He's uh, hmm. Skarsgård, I think. Whatever. I don't know. But um, Oh, is he a Skarsgård? Uh, uh, is he a Skarsgård? He, no, he had a famous name. He's somebody's famous brother. Uh, somebody famous his brother. Um Maybe not as uh, guard. Maybe Morton's. Uh, I'm not looking it up right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, where was I in this episode? Anyway. Um, basically the end. Uh, we were yeah, basically, basically at the end. The end. Uh, you know, the town is free. Oh, oh, Mando kills Michael Bain, of course. Michael Bain tries to double-cross him in a, in a little gun-shooter move. And Mando kills him easily, of course. Michael Bay never does anything to indicate that Mando couldn't kill him easily at any moment, and he does. Uh, so that's fine. Um, maybe a little boring if you ask me, but whatever. Um, then we get this, uh, like another annoy- another fucking annoying line to me is right after this, Ahsoka Tano asks the Mandalorian, "Where's the kid?" Like they didn't, like they didn't. He didn't mention to her where he was leaving Grogu when they went to attack the city. She did like she's like, where's the kid? She has a telepathic psychic bond with him, but she's like, where's the kid? Like the dialogue in this maybe fucking only, episode, maybe only works up put, close. If you put like an ounce of thought into your dialogue, like this episode. Uh, anyway, I'm so, not even. Uh, the actor's name is Lars Mickelson. Mickelson. Right. So whose brother is he? Um, Maz Mickelson's brother. Older brother of bad. Yeah, 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 you're right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I I was about to get embarrassed again. (laughs) Anyway. Um, Which is another Star Wars collection. Yes. Uh, Rogue One, motherfucker. So he goes to get Baby Yoda, and then they have this farewell scene. Let's listen to the farewell scene, because there's, there's important stuff in here again. Um, give me a second. Where should we start? From where he pulls Baby Yoda off the ship, and he's he's like, "Okay, here, take him." 
There is one possibility. Oh, I missed it. Go to the planet uh, Typhon. A little bit before that. Yeah. Okay. Her headdress does look kind of plastic. Mm -hmm. not, not the horns, but like the tiara thing. I don't know. You're like a father to him. There it is. There's an important line. I cannot train him. You made me a promise. And I held up my end. No, she didn't. She never said. Not on camera. There is one possibility. Go to the planet Tython. There you will find the ancient ruins of a temple that has a strong connection to the Force. Place Grogu on the Seeing Stone at the top of the mountain. Then what? Then Grogu may choose his path. If he reaches out through the Force, there's a chance a Jedi may sense his presence and come searching for him. Then again, there aren't many Jedi left. Okay, listen to that music. Thank you. What did that sound like? May the Force be with you. I don't know. Oh, come on. It was very close to classic Star Wars theme. Mm. The little, like... Yeah. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, but... Yeah. Didn't really sound like that to me. Uh, no, they just use the notes. They can't use the real... John Williams theme. They don't. This is the thing that not a lot of people know. Disney doesn't own the John Williams theme music. That's why they hardly ever use it. They have to make a new deal with John Williams every time and give him a piece of anything they want to use his theme song in. Mm. They don't own it. So, like, they can, like, they shouldn't even come close to it. I don't think. And they did there. They used like notes and timing that kind of felt very reminiscent to me, um, and. Um, is interesting because like that that string instrumentation is not something they use on mm -hmm. Mandalorian but they clearly dropped it in here heavily uh in this episode anyway okay. um uh this is the all important stuff here in this scene uh she gives him his next first of all she gave him the beskar spear so he's leveled up again he's got his <laughs> new pure beskar weapon um and and then she gives him his next step in the quest. And this is a very detailed step. This is a very important step. Um, he's got to go to this planet Tython. And apparently on this planet Tython, there's something known as the Seeing Stone. And he's got to place Grogu on the Seeing Stone. And then Grogu will choose whether or not to reach out through the Force, through the Seeing Stone. And then maybe we'll communicate to some Jedi who will come find him maybe but maybe. there aren't many but there aren't many jedi left mm -hmm. that's kind of an important line there um so um so this is this is this is this is the end of the episode basically um and um you know what do you want to wrap up and, and give it a score before we get to my prediction section because uh, sure okay you go ahead then go okay ahead. so um, as I said, I 
I absolutely love this episode. I had a great time with it uh, from start to finish. Um, I do agree with some of your points, but not all of them, obviously. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I really, I really thought this was a, a very well, a very well done job by Dave Filoni. I know you disagree one hundred percent, but I thought he did it. I thought he did a great job directing. Um, the story uh, wasn't like the most powerful thing on the planet by any means, but uh, it 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 pushed the the story forward. It 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 made um it one of the things that I absolutely loved that was in this in this in this uh, episode for as far as like um, dialogue goes because everyone was like, especially you, Metaclorians are are canon now. Blah blah blah. They're coming back. Blah blah blah. Even though yeah. he just said M count in that episode, and then she said exactly what was in the original trilogy, and that is that the force is all around us and blah blah blah. Yes. Right? Yes. And I love the fact that they put that in there because of all the haters of them saying M count from the last episode or right. two episodes ago, whatever it was. Right. So right. I, I I absolutely love that. Uh, so, anyways, um, yeah, I so, love that middle section too. Like, I—that's mm-hmm. why I wanted to play that scene. I think that's the best part of the episode by far. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, I love that they named him. I—I uh, I think Grogu's kind of a, a dumb name for him, but yeah, I, I don't think uh, people are going to like the name. I yeah. think I think that I think that's a little bit of a tarnish on his shine, right. maybe. <laughs> but no, I—I anyway. I, I still think I, I'm glad they finally gave him a name. I loved how yeah. I, I loved how she was able to like go into his thoughts and you know find out his name and and his a bit of his backstory because obviously everyone wants to know like where the hell did this kid come from blah 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 right so i thought yeah, that was yeah. a great little little um installment of, of the story pushing forward as well mm-hmm. um and obviously we're going to learn more uh in the next i guess what three left right so we're probably uh, gonna... is there only three yeah it's, it's eight, eight eight episodes this is the fifth right oh i thought it was nine okay yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's eight. Unless they changed it, okay. uh, to my knowledge, it's, I don't know. it's eight. Okay, I believe you. This okay. last season was eight, right? Yep. So, um, but yeah, no, um, I'm I'm liking where the story's going. I, I'm enjoying it from week to week, and I think I like this one just a little bit more than I did last week. Yeah. And I'm going to give it a nine. Okay, good for you. So, yeah. Um, I th- wait a minute. Didn't last week did I gave it an eight point five? Oh, okay. Okay. If I remember correctly. Okay, I think I gave it over a nine last week. Um. Mm-hmm. And I definitely, um, well, I definitely liked last week's better. Um, last week like was this. the one where with that Carl Weathers director, right? Yeah, that yeah. was last week. Uh, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, Just making sure. big fun. It was a big fun action episode. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. Um, that was a great episode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But um, I love seeing Jedi or sorry lightsaber play. I, I won't use the word Jedi because sure, she's sure. not a Jedi, even though the episode's called Jedi. Yeah. Um, or the Jedi, whatever. Um, I love seeing the lightsabers in action. I thought that was fucking yeah. great. Right, especially at the beginning. Like I, I it, it touched my feels um when as soon as I saw them light sure. up. So yep. but yeah, I'm I'm standing by my nine. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Um yeah. you know, no disrespect. I, I'm 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 super disappointed in this episode and mm-hmm. I, I'm super disappointed in a lot of the direction of that um, the whole Star Wars canon is moving in. Um, Whatever. There's plenty of time for it to get better, and it's not the end of the world anyway. It's just a friggin' TV show at this point. Um, At the beginning, it was just a TV (laughs) show. 
this is my this is my least favorite episode of this TV show. Um, no, this season. It's my least favorite episode this season. It's not worse than that episode that I from from last season. That was that oh, you um, so um, <laughs> so um, but um, but I but I'm bummed as a Star Wars fan. I'm bummed that. Honestly, dude, I'm bummed about the whole thing. Like, I feel like all we have now is this show. We have nothing else. And I was, right I was now. expecting, I was expecting. Oh yeah, we're probably going to get live action Clone Wars someday, and Clone Wars fans are going to be excited about that. But I'm going to be fine because I'm going to get like other Star Wars content that's going to be different and and new and exciting in other ways. And 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 no, all we have is is that we're stoking the base like Trump. And we're, we're pleasing the base to keep them happy and to keep them rabid, and and that's fine. It doesn't. It's we're not growing the audience right now, and we're not. And to me, you you sh- you've shrunk the audience for me a little bit. I I don't know if I care as much about this. Like I feel like it's kind of dumb now, and I'm just like, I, why, why am I so focused on this dumb thing now? I don't know. But um, th- that's my own internal problem. Uh, for me, the episode as an episode of television, it's it's all right. It's better than. You know, a lot of stuff that I wouldn't bother watching. Um, so I don't know. I'll give it like a <clears throat> a six out of ten, I guess. Um, okay. You know, I'm not. Whatever. I'm not. I'm not super. Whatever. It's 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 passable. It's not you know garbage. Um, and and the lightsaber stuff is is cool. You're right. It's cool to see lightsabers back in the in the in the mix. It's cool to get some force. Um, lore happening on the show and to feel this, these Jedi moments real again. Um, the, the, there's, there's stuff that's worthwhile in here and there's important stuff if you're following the lore of Star Wars. Um, um, predictions. Um, we have set up something that uh, we have been tipped off to. First of all, when you're, when you're dealing with the show, every rumor that we've heard about the show, true, Every possible thing that you can imagine might be brought into the show. True. Like there's nothing, there's nothing that's not happening that you haven't heard about or haven't been mentioned somewhere. And I feel like it's been so predictable this season because we've heard everything already. And we've, and we've heard from Giancarlo Esposito that he's got, that he's got a big lightsaber fight later on in, Mm -hmm. in the show, in the in the season. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we didn't know who that big lightsaber fight was going to be with, but now we have watched Din Djarin's new spear in combat action against lightsabers. So I think it's pretty safe to say we're going to see Din Djarin using this Beskar spear in combat against Giancarlo Esposito and the dark saber. And we're going to see, we're going to hear those same sound effects we were playing for you from this thing. Uh, it, it was a setup. It was a, a demonstration of what this is going to look like. We've had setups before, right? We had first you saw some Mandalorians in season one, right? Mm-hmm. And and we got the fe- the look and the feel of the Mandalorians in action on screen. And then we got the Mandalorians we really wanted to see in season two. We got Bo Katan and the Night Owls, and it was kind of kind of tipped off and proven in season one and then paid off big with fan service uh, moments in season, in season two so far. Um, I feel like it's the same thing with the spear. We're, we're showing you now what this spear is about. Cause we're going to pay this off big time with Giancarlo Esposito and the dark saber later. And we're going to see Mando fighting against this uh, Giancarlo with this, with this spear. I'm quite sure. Um, you know, that's actually, I didn't put those two together, but you're probably right. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, you're probably right. I, I didn't, that didn't even cross my mind. 
Um, but yes, it's obviously we are going to see the um, the dark saber in action uh, for sure. Um, but everyone thought it, it would be against yeah. Ashoka Tano. So, right. but now that you're mentioning that, and I'm pretty sure this is, I'm sure we'll see Rosario Dawson back in the role. But I don't think I don't, it's I don't happen. think this season. I don't think it's going to happen this either. season either. I think it'll I be agree. next season. We don't have time. We don't have time. Yeah, there's only three episodes left, and she didn't get on the ship with them, so um, yep. we're not we're not going to see her again this this season. So I think you're probably yeah you're probably right about the uh, about that. Another complaint I had about this episode: What's she doing, just living in the middle of the woods? Like how did, how can you just have coordinates to the middle of the woods and find the exact spot she's in? And <laughs> and and and, and if that's the case. Why did why couldn't the magistrate hire some mercenaries and send them to that ex, the, to that exact spot to kill them? Like, well, we saw how the, well they they did. If the, the, I know, but if the magistrate is supposed to be as powerful as she is, how come she has to wait for the Mandalorian to randomly show up and ask him to help her? Like, how could how come she can't call somebody to come help? Like, if she's this powerful, like I don't know, man. She knows the exact location of Sokotano. Sokotano is not living in like in like a, a mud bubble the way Yoda was on Dagobah. She's not living in anything. She's just standing in the middle of the woods. <laughs> they showed a wide shot of like before the scene of her talking to Baby Yoda, which is a beautiful scene, beautifully shot. Um, it's, it's a, it, yes. Um, but they show a, like a wide shot. There's no hut. There's no ship that she's living in. There's nothing. It's the forest. She's just, she just, she lives there somehow. She, I don't know. She has a and, uh, and secret, secret she, she, tunnel and she has it, that she and goes into. And you can into. find her on Google Maps because, because they have her exact coordinates. <laughs> so they have her standing in the forest on Google Maps on this planet. But I, I, it's, it's fucking, it's, I'm has, sorry. She has an underground uh, layer. Dave Filoni show. has the intellect to write children's cartoons. He does not have the intellect to write live action television or cinema of this level it's not there i'm sorry he needs help and he didn't get it this episode and it shows i'm sorry that's my opinion but oh, back dude. to my predictions please no more fighting i <laughs> i'm not fighting <laughs> i know i'm just that was a joke that was All a joke right. um, <laughs> um, where were we uh my next prediction was we're going to this rock on this hill on tython and this pisses me off because this is a goofy fucking um plot device that reminds me of the fucking world between worlds it's there's a magic rock on a hill that's so powerful in the force that you can just communicate through the force through it and i know what we're gonna have here i know exactly what's happening here kev it's so clear to me mm-hmm We've seen so many reminiscent scenes of of the sequel trilogy, right? The J.J. Abrams stuff. We're going to have another force back vision. We're going to get uh, Yoda, Baby Yoda is going to go sit on this rock, and then he's going to commune with the force, and we're going to see all kinds of flashbacks that we're going to be all decoding. Oh, what did that one second? What did that one second mean? What was that voice we heard? What was that thing in the shadows we saw in Yoda's Baby Yoda Grogu? Sorry, in Grogu's. Mm-hmm force back vision we're absolutely going to get that exactly like ray had in the last jedi uh was it the force awakens i mean yeah the force awakens yes that's the one i mean yes. the force back scenes that she had in the force awakens grogu's gonna have one of that and then what's gonna happen a jedi is gonna come looking for her kev but there aren't many left <laughs> him sorry a jedi is going to come looking for him kev but there aren't many left so who is that jedi gonna be Holy fuck! Who's the Jedi going to be, Kev? Um, it's it, it's, it's going to. I personally it's, think it's going to be Ezra. 
It can't. I personally think it's going to be Ezra. Because because Ahsoka's looking for Ezra. So is 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 Grogu then going to complete Ahsoka's quest and and reunite Ahsoka with Ezra? The other that's possible. The oh other, God, I hate it worse. I hate it more. The I other one that it could possibly uh, <laughs> is Mace Windu, because we didn't see Mace Windu die. Miss so, Widow has to be dead. Miss Widow has to be We never saw dead. him die. And I know, and but they can't. Samuel they can, they can Jackson back Maul, is but they can't bring very back vocal dead. about wanting to reprise his role. No shit. Who so, wouldn't? Yes. <laughs> so, um, Please, Windu. Please not Miss Windu. I think Miss oh, Windu God. would be pretty cool if they brought him Oh, back. God. There's only Ezra. Who else is there? I don't even know. There's no one. Miss Windu, motherfucker. <laughs> Mace motherfucking Windu. Let me think. That's a Kev guarantee. <laughs> Kevin T. Kev. <laughs> it's going to be Ezra. Oh, it might be Ezra. It might be Ezra. But I don't know. I kind of like the uh the Mace Windu idea. Oh. He got thrown out of the window. I'm, I'm he probably super. went into hiding. What other Jedi survived? <clears throat> oh, there's that. Oh, there's that dude from the video game. It's gonna be the dude from the from the. Oh, from Cal, the yeah, Fallen yeah. Order. Cal, yeah. It's gonna be that guy. That'd be cool too. I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, mind that at all. Uh, and if they know, actually brought know. that kid in to play him, well, then again, he'd be. Oh, actually, when did that take place? I can't remember. That's the same time period. I think it's after. It's after yeah. Order sixty six. Yeah, it's you're right. It is. So uh, I think that that no, would no, make no. sense. It's, it's maybe is it pre rebellion? I think it's pre rebellion. I oh, think it's I during like... the re- it's during the reign of the empire. It's it's earlier. He'd still be alive. Yeah. He'd still be alive. Um, but I think it's more likely to be Ezra. I I I I do. Um, fuck. Anyway. Uh, it's, uh, I, I'm embarrassed. My Obi Wan prediction was not possible. That was pretty good, dumb of me. But um, look, this is what's going to happen anyway. Nobody's going to train Grogu in the Force. What's going to happen is a Jedi is going to come. Maybe uh, fucking Ezra. Um, and and but the exact same thing is going to happen. Um, the the next Jedi is going to say, "I can't train him. You're like a father to him." Uh, I we can't let what happened to Anakin Skywalker happen again, and 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 there's going to be a there's going to be a this is the, write this down. This line is going to happen. Right, these lines or something very something very similar to these lines are going to happen. Din Djarin is going to get so upset. He's going to say, "Look, I found one Jedi. I found another Jedi, and you're telling me the same thing over and over again. Somebody needs to train him. Who's going to train him?" And the answer is going to be Din Djarin. The answer is clear. He's going to train him you, in the you Mandalorian ways. Him. Yes. And this season, this series, I'm telling you, is going to end with a some kind of time jump is going to happen. Grogu is going to be an adolescent, or at least older, and Din Djarin is going to die, mm-hmm. and Grogu is going to pick up the helmet. And he's going to say, this is the way. The, sh- the show is going to end with Grogu saying, this is the way. Way this and putting, is. And, and putting on the helmet. And he's, he's, going to, he's going to still have the force. He's, he's, it's always going to be a part of him. But he's not going to become a Jedi because he 
he's going to follow the way of his father. They keep repeating this, that this is like his father. This mm-hmm. is the relationship between Boba Fett and Jango Fett. And it's going to parallel that relationship in the way that Din Djarin is going to die in front of Grogu. And Grogu is going to pick up his mantle and carry on his legacy and his and his ways uh, going forward. That is my prediction for how this entire thing is going to end. Along the way, that. along the way, we're going to repeat uh, a Clone Wars storyline, which is we're going to have a war for the throne of Mandalore, and we're also going to fill out the timeline of the creation of the First Order and the Final Order, which is a lot. Like that's a ton of stuff for five seasons of television. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a lot of time, so we're going to see a lot of these big characters just come up and do these one-offs, right? Like Ahsoka, probably one episode this season, right? Maybe two. Maybe she'll be in a finale somehow. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but you know, you get Moff Gideon like one, two episodes a season, right? You're 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 going to get uh, probably Boba Fett, maybe maybe two episodes this season. We think we don't know. But there's not a lot of time left for a lot of this stuff. So, um, uh, it is yeah. possible he comes back. Um, yeah, they. I don't. I don't see why they would uh, tease him in the first episode. And... Yeah, no, he's got to come back. I think mm-hmm. this year, this season. I think. I think this season for sure. Um, and there isn't much time for all that. So anyway, there we are. There we go. Um, <sighs> what can Boom, I say? God! <laughs> Uh, this is this is all very nerdy shit, and uh, to get to get too upset about it, to treat it like it's too important, is kind of silly. Uh, this is what we do. It's like our therapy. It's kind of it's our nerddom, you know. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's not it's not life or death stuff. Um, it's um, it's fun stuff anyway for the most part, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, you know, there's a lot of fun in here. Um, Kev, thanks for putting up with me and my uh, my raging and my uh, my silliness. That's what I do, um, man. So that's what I'm yeah. here for. It's... I appreciate I appreciate you and all of my friends who put up with me <laughs> through these through these difficult times. Um, I, I promise to carry on with the with the 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 best of the highest of hopes and uh, in good spirits mm-hmm. and um, and to keep my mind open. I'm looking forward, like I said. The visual spectacles that we've seen so far have me so excited that that when we finally get like these new series with different writers and hopefully different writing teams, um, like really in charge of them, that we'll get some content that I really am excited about. Um, I, and I'm excited about a lot of this content. I'm, I don't want to shit on it completely. So mm-hmm. um, uh, anyway, uh, it's still fun to discuss even when it doesn't go my way uh, every week. Uh, even when I'm alone on my island and I feel like uh, <laughs> I've lost friends over my opinion of the TV show again, um, uh, that that's just all silliness. Um, uh, look before before we wrap up, Kev, we have we have uh, we have some major news we didn't talk about. Yes, um, and I was just about uh, to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, a, a hero of our community passed away today. Uh, yeah. uh, David Prowse, the actor who played Darth Vader in the original trilogy. Um, uh, passed today. He was how old? Like eighty six. Technically, he passed yesterday. Actually, um, oh, yeah. I saw. I saw it just as a. I was lying in my bed at like 
one o'clock uh, this morning, and I saw someone post, so I I re reposted it. But I was like, uh, apparently he passed away yesterday. So uh, what time? Uh, they never released, but uh, apparently it was yesterday. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, um, you know, uh, a spirited fellow, uh, not always a politically correct fellow, um, but uh, loved the fans and uh, oh, yeah. a great a great member of our Star Wars community. Um, and I'm sorry I'm never going to see him at a convention. Uh, I actually got his autograph, but I wasn't the one that got it, so I didn't meet him. And then I didn't actually get a chance to meet him, but it's legit his autograph. Uh, my buddy got it for me who was working at Fan Expo. Um, as, a, as an apology for dissing me from meeting Kevin Smith. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's another story. Um, speaking of uh, of him, though, uh, did you ever watch that documentary that he uh, that he did, I Am Your Father? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, That's so not- uh, I can't remember where I watched it. I feel like it might have been on Netflix at the time. Uh, whether it's still there or not, I'm not sure. But... Um, Highly recommend it. Um, they actually the 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 maker or the director or whatever of of this documentary, they actually redeemed him. So one of David Prowse's things that he regretted through like from Star Wars was the fact that it wasn't his face underneath the mask mm-hmm. in Return of the Jedi when they when they when they take it mm-hmm. off. Um, as you know, they used another actor. Yes. But originally, he was supposed to film that scene, so he has a huge, like, he had a huge, like, you know, gripe about not being the one mm-hmm. that that was in that scene. That, that, that's a hard blow, right? Yeah, it's a very, yeah. very big blow to the fucking balls, right? So anyways, um, this director actually redeemed him, and they reshot the scene, Oh wow! Really? And he was in the mask, but unfortunately, uh, don't watch the, the documentary hoping to see the scene because of copyrights. They weren't allowed to put oh, it. Oh damn! Yeah, yeah I, so, would, I would imagine you wouldn't be allowed yeah. to show that. So I I'm, 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 I'm kind of hoping now that 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 he's passed, that I guess Disney allows the director to release it even if it's on youtube that would be cool yeah so hopefully yeah, hope, that happens I hope it leaks. I, hope I could find that somewhere that would be mm-hmm. cool. so yeah um but anyway rest in peace david prouse yes. uh may the force be with you always yes and uh thank you for thank you for the fantastic memories and being such a scary physical presence absolutely in my childhood terrifying me yes. um building the <laughs> memories that i love anyway um uh, that being said, Kev, uh, mm-hmm. uh, anything uh, to add before we wrap up uh, episode 62 of Tool for this podcast? Uh, off the top of the head, no. Um, uh, apparently, uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong is going to hit streaming as well. Uh, remember last week we were talking about Wonder Woman 84 yep. going straight to HBO Max. Uh, apparently, it's not official, but the rumor is that King Kong vs. Godzilla is going to be the next one. Um, other than that, uh, off the top of my head, I think that's pretty much it. All right then, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, then I guess we'll see you again next week. Absolutely. For chapter 14. Chapter 14 of Mando. Yeah. Chapter 14. Whatever whatever else news happens in the week. And, um, uh, I guess, I don't know. Is there anything, uh, uh, any, uh, 
Any callers on the line? Uh, Any questions? Here's one. Let me just say the uh, channel. Uh, sorry, line one. That's the end? Oh, Miss Janet. <laughs> Always a pleasure with Miss Janet. Sometimes, sometimes we're going to come with a, with a sample loaded, no. <laughs> like, like that remix of uh, no! uh, Rhythm Nation. <laughs> That's the end? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> There you go. Good that's all back. for uh, that's all for episode sixty three, Janet. Thank you for listening, and thank you anyone else who's listening. Yeah. Uh, we do appreciate it. Please uh, drop us a comment if you have anything to say, any opinions on this episode, or anything at all. Yep. We love hearing from you. We love talking to you. Um, and, and so I guess that's all for tonight. Um, so for DJ Kevin Kev, I am JD the MC, saying just chill till the next episode.